0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: This episode does not contain spoilers, but does have brief mentions of Akatar characters and neon gods. There is also discussion surrounding body shaming. For full content warning list on Electric Idol, please see show notes or visit Authorsite directly at
0: katierobert.com. And welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today, we are very excited to discuss Electric Idol by Katie Robert and... And we just like right at the beginning of the show we
1: just want to say thank you to Sourcebook we received this as an arc and we I mean we were going to read it anyway so we're just very appreciative and thank you and we loved this book and
0: we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into like several reasons of why we like this book, but um something that occurred to me while I was reading this book was wow, Jess is really going to love this book. And- oh,
1: absolutely. it's my fa- I I
0: uh. But you and I have been discussing it, and you have not brought up the reason why like I think or thought that you would really love this book. So I, w- I would just really like to tell you and get like your opinion.
1: Is it the social media thing, too? Not
0: quite. Oh, okay, okay. I want to see this. So in our previous episode where we're discussing—or um, or not previous, but in a past episode where we're discussing A Touch of Darkness and Neon Gods— You were saying that you really loved A Touch of Darkness because of the CW drama of it all. And you get the best of both worlds in this book. You get the like deep CW influencer drama of it all. You get the spice of it all. And you get the like politics too. And you get not only all of that, you get Um, the characters from the previous book coming in and you get the setup for the next book going out and the setup for, like, pre like, probably, like, upcoming stories, too. So it was, like, everything that you could possibly want is, like, right here for you.
1: On a silver fucking platter! I absolutely loved that. And I didn't realize how much I loved the politics of it all. Really, till we started reading, you got me into fantasy and all the different... um, How deep fantasy can get it's not just like this romance it's not just like shifters or paranormal like the deep political ties that happen within these stories and you got so much of that here and I absolutely loved it I love the romance I I just I could go on this is I have been on a Katie Robert kick um, on top of Neon Gods I have been like going through the Wicked Villain series and uh, this has been my favorite book that she's written thus far easily
0: this is so, it's so good, so good. Um, before though, we really get into this, I think it's really important that we just bring up the, the myth very briefly, very briefly, the myth. Um, I put it in our like shared notes and I had looked up the myth. I was kind of familiar with it, but I looked it up after I finished the book. I read through it and I was like, oh, well, damn. And then I went back <laughs> and I reread it and then I started um, – uh, I'm going to say I ta- I tabbed it. That's what we're going to call it, tabbed <laughs> it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I actually did. Uh, but And then I marked it and I was like, oh, okay, damn. And then I put this information in notes and I gave it to Jess and Jess like, just read it. And she's like, oh. Duh. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> that makes. But I mean, there was like
1: little before we had read it, um, when we were talking about the tasks um that Aphrodite gives Psyche in the mythology. We picked up on it reading, like when they talked about the Golden Fleece. We're like, oh, the Golden Fleece. And then of course when we meet Helen, we're like, oh, Helen of Troy. You know, there's like little things. And in this book we have the physical copy. Um, and I think she'll, she'll... it'll be available in the ebook as well. There's um a map. Of Olympus, there's like this, I don't want to say awkward family tree, but like the the family tree is built in rings as opposed to like a, a tree of sorts. So it was just a different way, but you could understand, you could see like where the power players and where the connections are for, um, for those of the 13 and like the relatives of.
0: It was just really interesting. Um, so the, in the myth, the myth, uh, psyche means soul. And Eros is, you know, we could, we could say Cupid. He's like desire. So it's like, you know, the soul and desire and, you know, and everything. And, um, they, they are in love and Aphrodite, you know, jealous, all, all these things, all these things. And Aphrodite gives tasks. And oh, there, there's like this beauty and the beast myth part of it that is very important because it's referenced at the end of this. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. All right. Uh, so. So, okay, Psyche is mortal and her family goes to the Oracle, da-da-da, go and strap her to a rock in all black. And Eros takes her and falls in love with her. But he only comes to her at night. And in the day, he's not there, but she's very happy, he's very tender. And uh, one night she gets really jealous because her sisters come and convince her that he's like a monster, even though she doesn't think so. And she has a candle and the candle drips wax on his face is very specific. And he wakes up and is like, basically, you didn't trust me. Trust is broken, which is like wild. Cause like, okay. And then he storms off and she goes to look for him. And that's how she gets the tasks. And then, um, he comes back and pleads to Zeus, and Zeus makes her immortal, and then they're immortal together, and then Psyche no longer lives on Earth, Aphrodite is happy, all is well. This is one of the few myths to end in joy and happiness, and it is one of the most, like, loved. This is that. Okay. This is I that? That is the that. myth? I know. I know, no, no, I
1: just didn't know the depths <laughs> of it. I was thinking about, I, I don't know what it's, I know what it's called. It, it This, when I was thinking of Aphrodite, Aphrodite's obsession with her son, it just felt very opposite of the Oedipus complex. Where as opposed to it's usually like the son with the mother, she was just like that unbearable mother-in-law. Nobody's good enough for my son. And he brings that up when he when when him and Psyche are talking about his past relationships, he goes, and then she connected the dot. She goes, if you're not with anybody, that's nobody that that can be used against you. Because you, because she doesn't want to have competition, because mm-hmm. that means attention would have to be shared. And he was just like, well, I'm not going to fuck around with anybody else. Like I'm, it, because then he's like reflecting and going through the stages of his life because it was at 21. He said that he realized his mother doesn't love him, or not in the way a parent should.
0: Yes, in, like, a weird, like... Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, kind of not in, like, a weird sexual way, but, like, in a weird, like, psycho kind of way. Yeah, 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 like a sociopathic, yeah. like, this is
1: not a parent, like, a parent's love should be unconditional, not with, you know, and all the mind fuckery she did when she didn't get what he she wanted, she would... You know, it's the extreme of if a kid is crying, you're supposed to ignore him. But this was, if you didn't do what I told you, I'm going to ignore you for months at a time when you're eight.
0: It's messed up. Yeah. Uh, Let let's let's get into psyche because psyche is great. Psyche, I have references here. Um, (laughs) Psyche gives a little shade right away. She says, "I can't outrun myself. I can't outrun any of the danger," which I think is a little shade to Persephone. I find is really funny, but uh, she starts off really being like. You know, I really want to splash cold water on my face, but if I do, I'll have, like, makeup out of place and my hair will be out of place. And then, you know, the gossip columns will know that something is wrong. And right away, we are, like, given a very, like, smart and with it and aware and, like, socially aware psyche. She's not only self-aware, she's socially aware.
1: And we were talking about this before the, the episode, just how this, like the Demetrio sisters were not, um, nobody ever, they, they, people just kind of dismiss them and not realize while they were being dismissed by others. They're constantly watching and looking around and just kind of taking in the situation. And everybody has a tell, you know, Psyche saying that about like, Aries does this when he's not, when he doesn't want to lose his shit or when Zeus, old Zeus before he died, um, was about to lose his, like, mind. He would go ahead and get, like, really loud and really pompous and really boisterous and just everybody had a tell. And she's just always so astute to that. And I think from the get, everything is about image and Olympus. And by t- being so aware, she used that to her advantage in the end.
0: She absolutely did, which is so great. Um, so what happens? She, she helps, she helps Eris and, and they get caught photographed and Aphrodite gets jealous because Aphrodite hates Demeter. It's very Romeo and Juliet. It's very fun. Oh yeah. A hundred, like this is like a
1: Romeo and Juliet retelling with nobody dying.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very fun, but we get... When Psyche is patching him up in the bathroom, we get like the first time that they say this line and they say it like over and over again, like monsters come in all shapes and sizes, you know, and she's like, well, you know, I don't see a fang. Blah, blah. Uh, it's it's kind of it's fun. And they, they say it over and over again just to kind of point out that like he s- thinks that he's a monster like over and over again. But like monsters come in all shapes and sizes because Aphrodite is a fucking huge monster here. Yeah. So I, I just I just absolutely love this. Um, Jess, how did you feel about the fashion here and the callback to Juliet? And and I really love the like, you know what? Fuck you! I cannot just like abandon all of my clothes here. Like, <laughs> like, are you out of your mind?
1: She's so, she, and especially because which uh, Katie Robert just does such a good. An amazing job of representation in this story, I think, Um, where in the insecurities that come like that come along with being, you know, not, quote unquote, what society deems as traditionally beautiful. I think she just she writes it so lovely Um, I love where she has her sisters in on it. Take her to brunch. We're going to get our clothes. And then he's like in this sedan and he goes, I thought you were packing light. And she has two suitcases. And I'm thinking that is light. Like you're asking her to pack her whole life, her whole wardrobe. That's not even like a quarter of it. So... I absolutely love that she, like, focused on her custom pieces, too, like, (laughs) because we know that Juliet's, like, the top designer and um, is inclusive with her sizing, too, and understands the importance of, like, a woman's silhouette is not going to be the same for everybody, and I was just, I I love, I love Psyche from, I'm just going to be singing her praises because she was just so relatable, and I feel like huh, like, I, I'm just in, I'm kind of in awe and in in shock that I felt so much of myself in here. Like, I was trying to think of her placements, and I was like, she definitely has, like, Cap Aries Virgo, or, like, Cap Aries Leo, or even, like, a Cap Aries Pisces, because of, sometimes she would do that, I have to lock it down, what's the bigger picture, what are we working with here, give me the facts. I need to control it. Let me control the situation because that's all I can do right now.
0: And that is a perfect segue to what I want to talk about. And I want to talk about Psyche's fuck up. And Psyche's fuck up is so perfect because she owns it so well. And what is Psyche's fuck up? She gets the invitation from Eros to like meet, right? And mm-hmm. and she's like, all right, all right, I got this. All right, Hermes, you go out, you know, you go out and you tag, you tag and you locate. So, like, everyone will know that I'm there and I'm going to have this, like, secret meeting and we're going to, like, plan, you know, whatever, whatever. Nobody's
1: going to know what we're, I'm actually. Yeah, and
0: I'm not telling nobody, like, this is secret, this is secret, this is secret. And then she gets there and realizes that he's there to kill her. And she's like, I fucked up so bad. Why did I do this? I think the line exactly is, What was I thinking?
1: (laughs) I love it. Because here she is. She's like, Oh, great. We're going to meet up. We're going to concoct this plan together. Not at any time did she think that Aphrodite was going to want her dead
0: at any point. Yeah. It it just like never, it never crossed her mind. And when it did, though, it was, it was crazy because her, because like, immediately it was like okay well like bullet point this bullet point this this doesn't make sense why is this happening if she does this it's this 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 and even Eros notices he goes
1: he like says like the you you know the moment she notices because we're in Eros's point of view and she and he goes now the color's draining from her face she was fine until the the mention of her location was tagged in her socials and they hired an actress who, like a body double essentially, yep. to look like she's out and not where she was in like Dionysus's district.
0: It is just crazy. Something that I do not like here, which is only fair. We are so allowed to say things we don't like. I do not like how, how Psyche is sitting there and she's like, I wanted kids. <laughs> And it's like, okay, but then it's brought up later, yeah, and then it's like brought up again. and and it's used as like this. do you feel like it's a plot device? I do feel like it's a plot device because well, I feel like the first one is not because okay. I, I I feel like psyche being like, in a in a life or death situation where you hit like that, your life's flashing bo- in for you know. I like okay, I here's understand everything yeah. I didn't do yet, yes. or I okay. Yes. So I find this to be very realistic, this specific instance. But like later on, when Eros is just like cooking in the kitchen or whatever, and he's just like, "I want kids." It's just like okay. And then well, they, again um, later, it's like, "Were you serious when you said you wanted kids?" Yeah, yeah I was like, "Okay, I don't need like three here." Um, I also, if we're talking about things that I, that I found, I found kind of like, um, I don't necessarily love, and this is my opinion and my opinion only, a plus size MC with a man who loves to cook. I find that kind of, I'm just saying that he could have had a lot of interests that didn't, like, revolve around food and him cooking for her and, like, feeding her. That was something that I thought was interesting where I found myself, I would
1: stop and think, he was like, oh, you missed two meals today. And I'm wondering what, and I had to take a step back and think, would I have been so concerned if she if the focus wasn't that she was plus size. And then I had to think about it. And then I was like, look, when, remember in Neon Gods, when Persephone wasn't eating, and we had the conversation in the Neon Gods, such a darkness episode. What did I think of? Like, th- Did I feel like that was overbearing or protective? And I said, Hades is the type who ju- doesn't just care for Persephone. He cares about all his people. So he did notice little things. So I just... I agree with you, but I also see the other side of it because like if it were me and I had missed two meals, you're probably, somebody's probably concerned because they know I'm about to get hangry really quick. So like, they're like, Jess, you, you know, haven't eaten. Are you okay? Um, and I don't think it's just because of my size. I think they know how I get when I'm angry. (laughs) So I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see it from like my POV also.
0: I do want to point out that we have a timeline here. And the timeline, I'm just pointing this out, is 12 hours. It is 12 hours between when they leave the bar and when they are married. They leave the bar. They get married the next night. It's 12 hours. It says it. It says the line. Her life has changed so much in 12 hours. I thought the 12
1: hours was from the time they left the bar and then they went straight to his place and then they spend the day in the lower city to get like all the marriage stuff and then it was technically, I thought it was like 24, because in my head they were at the bar at night because she was out partying all night with Hermes and Dionysus.
0: I don't know what the timeline is there, but the line is 12
1: hours. So that's interesting because now I'm like, if the line is 12 hours, but we know technically it was the following night, maybe time runs different (laughs) I don't
0: know, readers. Explain it. It is all I can. All I can say. Okay, this is this is my point. If a man that was going to kill me, okay, that um, decides, and I do like his line. Uh, I can't believe she's doing this. I she was nice to me once, and I followed her home like a cat, which is exactly what it is because I, it, it, on its head, it's kind of creepy. Um, my point is that if this man that that did all of this in 12 hours is like, you know, you should eat. I just happen to be like this fantastic chef. The first time will be fine. The second time I'd be like, who? Wh- who? No, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and, and she does say not about that, but like later on, she's like, I belong to myself. Oh, you know, I like loved that line. You yeah, know I loved that line. So, like, I, I just find it, like, very funny. Because, like, the, it's, like, brushed off here. But I don't know. That bothers me. I don't like people policing what I do at all. So, it'd be, ugh, I don't know. It, it bothered me. He could have had a lot of hobbies. He could have built model boats or something.
1: It's just... Yeah, that just seems like a different hobby to have for one person. Like, I understand. Like, I know somebody who... She loves cooking. And her, and her husband loves cooking. And they do this thing together. But... Like they genuinely just like have this shared interest of like trying new recipes and stuff, but that that's that's it. they they still also have their own separate hobbies outside of each other too. Um,
0: something that does make sense in in a story setting is that uh, when we first meet Eros, he has like chest wounds, and that is what um, Psyche is like bandaging up. But because we know in the myth that Psyche is soul and Eros says over and over and over again that he is soulless. He lives in a soulless place. Everything is soulless. Um, the line here is maybe I do have a soul, dusty and unused as it is. Um, because the thought of killing Psyche makes him like physically ill. And that is something that he says over and over and over again. And, um, he, you know, he t- he touches his, his chest, you know, like his soul. And, and it's, it's very, it's very fun. It's kind of on the nose, but it's also very fun, right? Like now that we have read the myth, like I, I like this. I like this. Um, so I, I do, I do like how quickly, psyche is able to adjust right she's and very adaptable she's so adaptable and not only adaptable but like she's a really good kind of like actress right she can turn it on and she has her public persona we absolutely love this and i'm, I'm gonna point it out because i i um texted it to you when we first got the book um And Psyche is like, no, fuck you. I want a prenup. And he's like, we can't have a prenup. If we're having this whirlwind marriage, these people that do that. What is what is the line? Um, People deeply and deeply enough in love to sprint to the altar aren't smart enough to write up. Prenups beforehand <laughs> that is a direct quote from the book i am not I saying it. that we
1: were, i mean when we read that i was like queen and even in that moment she was like fuck he's right she was like so yeah. big. she's like you can tell that there's this line that she hates that he's right about that because later in the book he makes a compliment towards her this is like after aphrodite and everything or maybe it was a little before and he goes oh you're so like something about like he was complimenting her and she goes it's because I'm right. Like, she is definitely a person who, and even Demeter says, um, she says at one point, out of all my daughters, you're the closest to me. I don't know what you have in play here, but I trust you that you'll tell me at a later time. Um, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And like, and and um, Psyche jokes about it. And she goes... We'll figure it out on my next marriage. Like, I just love how casual she is because it was like her way of also saying there is something here. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. But I I see
0: you see me. I see you. I see you see me. I see you see me. Uh I really love here. uh Hermes showing up in a Krampus kind of T-shirt. That is a <laughs> nice nod. Katie, I see you. I see you to your Krampus book. I see it. And it's like, Christmas is over. Christmas is a state of mind. That's true. Krampus is all year. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love the little nods. I love
1: that we get more... I just love that we get Hermes is definitely going to be, because of her role in the 13, she's definitely going to be like a steadfast character through all of these books that she has, and even in the future.
0: Something that I really love here is the focus on Persephone and how active she is in this story and the realization that Persephone pulled almost the same shit. Right. And, and she has to like live with it. And she says like, you know, I really hate like the shoe on the other foot situation. Like I hate this. It's really bad watching this happen to you. Um, but then, uh, when Psyche is asking her for like, for her, your help, um, um, Persephone says like you went along with me when I asked for your support when I stayed with Hades. You gave me the time and trust I needed to figure things out. It would be hypocritical in the extreme to not support you right now. And I absolutely love that the this is, you know, Persephone is just like I What what can I possibly say? Right, right. Later on
1: there's this line that I really like about Persephone since we're talking about Persephone and Psyche and their relationship, where it's like a couple days after the marriage and they're like out of their like sex fest, which like good for them. Good for them. I, I was happy for them, all my smut. Um, where Persephone says something, I did not tag the quote exactly, and and Psyche goes, You're still hung up on that? And say, so, and Persephone right right away goes. It hasn't even been a week. Yes, I'm still hung up on that. <laughs> like, because as the reader, I like that we're constantly reminded in an organic way where we're at in the timeline. Because everything is whirlwind, such as a whirlwind romance. Um, they, and even like understanding where we were. Because at one point, I go, When did we get two weeks out? When did we get this far out? But there was a transition, like after between their honeymoon, they just honeymoon, their honey bed weekend. Um, they flash forward to to Helen's party, mm-hmm. and that's on a Friday, yep. and then they flash forward to something else. But essentially, this
0: book is like two weeks, mm-hmm. yeah, more or less. If we're wrong yeah. on that, please tell us. So, if we get really to the theme here, so Eros has terrible childhood, obviously. Um, so his chest hurts when he is like soul, you know, when he's like missing his soul or whatever, this is in like full display when he is at, um, psyche's house or apartment or whatever, when she's getting her stuff and he sees the, the pictures, right? All of the right. family pictures. He, he said, he's like, his chest hurts. Why the fuck does my chest hurt? They're just pictures. Uh, but he's like looking at this non-stage, like happy family and he's realizing like, well, damn.
1: Like was their time on the farm and growing up, like all pre-Olympus.
0: Mm-hmm. It it is just it is so so kind of sad, and you know it is very sad, and it is used over and over again because God, this this man has mommy issues out the wazoo, and it is it is so it is so funny too because um, Aphrodite is is who she is in this book obviously but Demeter has is her opposite but um it is explained here that Demeter you know got exiled her husband's like got them out um and she is the the like uh, the everything like the father is is not important Demeter right. is going to walk psyche down the aisle it's appropriate that she's there like she is the one Um, I I found that really interesting so they they all kind of have mommy issues and the daddy issues are kind of there but not so much and psyche even says about Demeter she
1: goes you know for everything that my mother is I'm not denying the type of person she is she has a weird way that she loves us she and there's never, she never questions if Demeter loves them, you know, and the way like the husbands were exiled, like it's clear that they were, they, it was just like, look, I want you to give me kids and I want you to get out. And they took, they took the money and ran. So it didn't bother her. She was very, you know, and that that's its own issue. And I almost don't feel like that plays a role in the daughter's relationships. It's because Psyche it, or Demeter is the core parent for them because then even later on all the sisters like she's still on this Hera shit and she is i you know the the moment with Callisto you knew what was going to happen um but good good she stepped up she did the thing that Nesta didn't do ha <laughs> <laughs> whoops yeah, ooh, bam throwing it down <laughs> I just found I, it. Yes, I know. We all love Nesta. Everybody loves Nesta now. But I'm just saying, she finally stepped up and she said, You know, you all have been carrying the family long enough. It's my turn now.
0: I, I found the quote. Um, so. This is at the wedding when Demeter is giving Psyche away. She's like, You should have told me we could have negotiated for more favorable terms. <laughs> she goes, uh, I have out a laugh maybe on my next marriage. That's my girl. I, I love that. Like, that, I love that. that is so great. And I do really, I, and as, as you said, the trust there, the acknowledgement that like, I'm scheming, I'm scheming. There's a scheme here. We can't talk here, but I see you. We see each other. And she says that. She's
1: like, we'll talk later this week. Yes. Then things change very quickly.
0: (laughs) So Psyche, throughout all of this, is a social media influencer, right? She has whiskey deals on the side. She has...
1: No, she's looking for a whiskey deal. She's only been like wine and cocktails. So nobody knows the whiskey part, like the bourbon part of her. And that's like... And that's... And he's like, you know... He looks at her when they go to the bar. She's like, it's cold. He goes, yeah, that makes sense. But then they're still learning each other because they're realizing all they know is what's what they... Ch- and that's, I think, such a good... I, I don't know if anybody thinks about it this deep, and maybe this is Katie's intention, is that social media is the self that we choose to put out there for others to see. You know, it's just a post. Like, even when they're doing stuff at the house, she goes... He was just like massaging her feet because her feet just hurt. And she goes, wait, stay right there. And she's like, turn your head to the left. Like she's, she's being the creative director of their shoot. And then when she, um, goes to get ready and she has the light hitting her, um, in her sweater and leggings, it was like another opportunity. Even when, even when Arrow saw Psyche's room, he's like, this isn't your room. She goes, this is my room. How do you know what my room looks like? Like, this is my room.
0: He goes, I've seen it online. And he goes, Oh, I use Persephone's room. She's never there. <laughs> and something that is addressed here is the toxic comments. Uh yeah. th- and and Psyche says, like, don't read them. Don't read them. Don't, don't read even them. look at them. It is not worth it. These people like and Because she already knows. Like, yeah. and that is
1: and that's what he's also processing is. She knows what the comments say. So he's like, oh, my God, like she's seen. And that's why she doesn't look at the comments. And I think it's just, you know, when we speak about our privilege and everybody's privilege is different. And that's why it's intersectional, you know, having intersectional privilege to acknowledge that this isn't even something I would have thought. Like, I don't he's you know, he's like one of those. Oh, I'm not on social media, guys. But he never even factored all this stuff in.
0: Yeah, it is, it is really interesting. And she's like, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to go around and like beat up all these people? And he was like, Oh yeah, I was. And (laughs) it's like, stupid man. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just so funny. But like she, um, you know, Psyche gets her lighting equipment from the house and she she, like stages everything. And she says like, you know, it took 10, you know, 10 tries, but I got it. And like, you know, I got the shot. And it's just, it's nice that that is included and that it's kind of acknowledged that it is fucking difficult because content creating is difficult. Content creating is
1: difficult. And then he talks about, like, her kindness and her goodness. And he even talks about, like, I guess, you know, she's one of the influencers who is a little bit vulnerable in her posts and will share things. And he says, like, even when she you know has these moments of vulnerability she still finds like light and positivity and uplifting in these posts but then when she'll also like have this other side of her where she her and Eros go up to Orpheus at the party and she has like these little moments and he's like you're terrifying and this is sexy as hell because it's this whole other part of her that obviously isn't
0: on social so you mentioned Jess uh that this is like not kind of a miscommunication thing, cause there's a lot of communication here. There's so much, like in a, in a good way. There's yes. so much, there's so much
1: communication. I don't think, feel like that, like, they talk about communication. Like, they're, the first night that they, you know, go to consummate their, I don't want to say they're consummating their marriage. That's not what they were doing. They were <laughs> hot and heavy for each other. Yeah. Good for them. I loved them. Even like, she makes this comment about her feet and she was like, I, I mean, I didn't think I had an opinion about feet and here we are. And it reminded me of, you know what it reminded me of? Mm. When we saw Adam drive around Broadway. Yo, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh.
0: Thighs. 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 (laughs) Yeah, Adam Driver has spectacular Uh, thighs. I'm not,
1: like, I'm not an Adam Driver, Stan. Like, I'm the way, like, Laura is. So if Adam is in anything, I will watch it. I will support her. I will let her know things. Um. And then I saw, so that's why we went to the Broadway. I was like, Laura's visiting me from Germany. We're going, I'm going to make it a point that we meet Adam Driver and we also see him on Broadway. And then we see him,
0: and I was like, Oh, okay, Laura. Like, I, I, see, your I see your appeal. You know, cause we, it wasn't just once that we saw him. We no, saw him multiple times no, in, in that play. No. His guys are on like, display.
1: And he was like one of three people in the play. So like, he was a ama- he like he was a main person. <laughs> he was so good. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we, digress. we digress. We digress. We digress. Okay. Yeah. So, um, miscommunication. So, yeah. No. Miscommunication. So they talk about like oh they're going to like just sleep with each other and he's like I just want to be so close to her right now. He goes but we're not go. I'm- we haven't even had a proper conversation and this is not the time to do that. I'm not even going to bring it up. You know. I love that. That's there. Oh, and then when she was just trying to like allude to that, to be like, "I want you." Like, I actually only said, "You know, maybe we just need to do it once to get out of our system." And he's like, "Do what? Do what once?" Like, I want no misunderstanding between us. Psyche, you need something. Use your words and be explicit. Like, yeah, the whole time. And I mean, there's lots of like examples of that throughout the book of like. From this point forward, we cannot lie to each other because we are both in this, like, con together. We need
0: to be equal we need to we need to trust each other because we can't fuck this up yeah and partners too she says like we're partners um you know what do you what do you want to do do you want to do like the lovey-dovey thing or do you want to do the other thing he's like i don't i feel like we should do the lovey-dovey thing she's like yeah i think so too he's like well Mm. if you thought that why did you ask me she's like we need to be on the same page here yeah it's great
1: and then even when they were talking about the marriage, he goes, I never, he says, I never expected to get married. Not that I have an issue with monogamy. Marriage is more, th-, but then he acknowledges, he goes, marriage is more than just a relationship and it's more than just sex. Marriage is a partnership and an alliance. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love these two. I love them
0: so much. I also really like the quote that they have here Um that... It's like says, she goes, tell me you're spinning out just as much as I am. Tell me I'm not in the depth, that's a hard word for me to say, alone. Um, and I like that. And they repeat that kind of over and yeah. over again. Once
1: it's kind of out there. Yeah. That, I, and that was like, the that was the biggest hurdle for them of admitting that this is more than just a con. So yeah, you can argue like, oh, well, they weren't communicating that. But in fairness, like, when any, whenever anybody is in those like deep... Strong feelings towards another person, you're not necessarily going to be like, I'm going to say it the second I think about it, because then you start out, because then you start outweighing everything, which is what, which is what psyche does, and I, I, I understandably. She gets it. Like, I get where she's coming from. Here this person was about to kill her, and all of a sudden that he went from, I'm going to kill you, to, hey, let's get married. Then when he's like, I'll just put her in the alley. And even when she goes to his car in the alley, she goes, this is literally the alley. I could be walking myself into another trap. Or when she talks about, like, he needs to put on the charm and doubts him, and he, like, charms her. He does, like, a forced charming to her. And it works. He's, like, charming her fake charming before like they're in it emotionally with each other. And even then she goes like, I wouldn't trust myself because how I, that would be in the back of my mind. Truthfully the entire time. Is it real? Is it fake? Is he turning it on? Is it like, I think that's why um, I, I really just love how smart she is. And also like later I'm like, if you think of love languages, that's why for her, aside from touch, it's acts of service because his actions are speaking louder than the words because she's so used to, like, him being charming and all of that. Whereas his is touch and I think I noted words of affirmation because he never had that affirmation. So whenever she's, like, constantly telling him, you're not a monster, you're all, you're, like, or you are a monster, but you're mine. Like Mm
0: -hmm. You're my monster. he He needs to hear it because he's never heard stuff like that. So he's never heard stuff like that cuz he grew up with Aphrodite who is lots Feast of things. Yeah. Um so I have here kind of a, a a throwback. So um Eros's penthouse is full of mirrors, right? Very so, very soulless mirrors, mirrors everywhere everywhere everywhere. And it and she and Psyche when she gets there starts making fun of it constantly. She's like da 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 da. da. But later she goes, "Uh I made fun of this penthouse the first night here. I continue to poke uh, fun at his design choices, assuming that at least in this, he was as cliched as he pretended to be. The more soulless, the better. Um, but like, he didn't have control, like, even in that, he, like, you know, it was very soulless. So what she does then is like, can I make some changes? Can I add things? Can I put kind of my touches everywhere? So she's like adding a little bit of a soul, like, back into, you know, it's very symbolic. It's very symbolic.
1: But I, you know, and I like that, of course, I like, like the scene where they're like, you know, hooking up in front of the mirrors. But before that, before it leads to that, I just felt like in that moment, it was so symbolic. And then it it's further um, confirmed with the actions of they're looking at each other and they're surrounded by mirrors, which obviously is like constant reflections of whatever images in the mirror. And it's just, I thought it was important for like every facet of yourself. I'm not just the person who's in front of you. There's this side of me who likes bourbon. There's this side of me who like, you know, is work. who is a partner in this with you. There's like, there's so many different sides of a person. And then you later have Eros like saying like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm... And he's, like, touching the different surfaces. And I really like that it just... I thought it was symbolic, and it was just... Katie wrote it where it was just, like, even, like, solidified that I took it the way it was supposed to be meant.
0: And then the they fuck reader. in front of them. Good for them! Yeah. Like, that,
1: all, <laughs> of their, all of their steamy scenes, like, you know how... I, I was just like, good for them, you know? And there's a note, because, you know remember when we were discussing Neon Gods and I said, you know, I liked Neon Gods. I liked the story, but the smut, there's a lot of voyeurism that wasn't for me. But this one, and she, and um, and even Psyche says, like, hooking up casual might be for other people, but I'll never achieve it. I get too entangled. And then they later talk about, like, her being a voyeur or whatever, but only when it's them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, you have some people who are like, I'll, I'll be a slut for one person or, you know, like it's, they want to share it between each other. They want to explore. And I, I liked that because a lot of the things that I've been reading recently of Katie Roberts and she does this beautiful job of, um, writing healthy, exploratory, polyamorous relationships. Um, but I hadn't seen like a one-on-one. Like, just, like, a couple in a long time. So, also seeing that in this is just, like, back to my romance roots, which I really loved. (laughs) And,
0: like, works for
1: me, so.
0: It it was. It was very nice. It's just a very, they're, they're like, the cutest. Um, Something that isn't cute is when Aphrodite, (laughs) uh, Aphrodite, ambushes them at eros's like little theater bar which is so cute so lovely would love to hang out there um but i i really love this um like cold water that aphrodite splashes on them um and and eros is like but but we're married and Aphrodite's like I don't see what that I don't I don't see what that has to do with anything. Oh, you sweet simple children! Did you really think that farce of a ceremony would be enough to change your fate? It's like you are playing with the adults. Come on! I love yeah. that. I I love it. It's like step up your fucking game. Yeah. Did you think that was
1: going to fix everything? It yeah. Was just, like, are you? I mean, I think- the expression, like the cold water expression, because they're in their bubble. They think they they think that they fixed everything, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, no, the hit's still out on you." Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a widower. And like when that hit them, that it hit them. It's just, and mm-hmm. then that's when you go. We have, which shows where I love that. Like psyche is goes with her being adaptable, and she just can pivot. She was like, we we need, we need a new plan and we need it now. And we need a backup plan to that plan.
0: And a backup plan to that plan is when they, they Eros and um, Psyche, go and they spill everything to Demeter. And I just love it because Demeter, her reaction, her first thing she says is, I'll kill her. I love it. I, I love that Demeter. that's the first reaction. I really like Demeter. I said it in the first book that I I did. I liked her. She's kind of a boss. And I still really like her. Um, and then, you know, after after Demeter's like, yeah, I'm on your side. I get it. I'll make the calls. I'll do the thing. We're in this. We'll fix it. I love that, like,
1: and you know that going to Demeter was, like, it killed Because Psyche was like, I got this. I have it handled. We're fine. I have this handled. Because I do understand where she was coming from. She goes, I can't go here because this would happen. I can't go here because I can't just leave or go to the lower city because then my other sisters and my mother are at risk because everybody knows, like, those are my, th- those are my, that's my weakness. So she was like, this is what we're going to. So I understand why Psyche... The whole time was, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm gonna, we'll know years years down the line when we're all laughing and like everything is okay, and then everything's not okay. And she's like, ah, you know, I do, I under again, I understand where Psyche was. Like, I got this handled, and she she let it be to the part where she's like, I I have to say something now,
0: and you know, Psyche does handle it though. Boy, does she ever! Yeah, she still handles it because even when Poseidon didn't come through,
1: the, Demeter is even like, let me help you. What can I do? What where, where do we go from here? I know you were, like, really relying on that or hoping it would come through, even though realistically they knew that that wasn't going to happen. She goes, I got
0: it. I got it. What I do find um, funny, though, so, um, you know. Psyche has this backup plan. She She's going to, like, do what she's going to do. We're going to talk about that. But Eros is like, I'm going to go kill my mother. It's You're like, not. It's like, okay, bro. We all know that. That you're not, but I do like what Eros says here. I do, yeah, it's Eros. I do like what he says here. He goes, um, love makes fools of us all. I never realized that'd be so literal. We're both so intent on saving each other from pain and harm. We're throwing ourselves right into those very things. It was like, yes, finally someone said it. Finally someone said it. Like, this, this, you do that, and I do like how it is recognized. And like after this, they're like, "Yeah, we're never going to do that again." <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, and now you think of, I think of Neon Gods now too. And I mean, this movie, like this story, like yeah, it has a lot of Neon God components with like the previous characters. But this could also, I feel like, even if you read this as a standalone, um, you would want to go back to Neon Gods to be like, "Well, what happened to Neon Gods?" It reminds me of Neon Gods in the sense that they're communicating the whole time in there, too. And even then, it's they're taking ownership of their actions. So I really, I've liked seeing that continuity within the sisters of taking that ownership, taking that accountability, talking to their partner with their plans. And the only times they didn't were at the sacrifice for the other. So like when when Persephone tells Hades, I love you on the post-it, like, but he knew, and she was giving him all the symbol, symbolism with the black dress, and the this, and leaving her sister with Hades, like, he's like, I trust her, and that's essentially, like, also what's going to, like, he just, Eros didn't know what was going to happen with Psyche and Aphrodite, because he didn't know because he knew his mother. The gun was missing from his safe, and it wasn't there, and he's like, but it was here. And then he gets the call from Helen and he put the two together and that's when he goes, he's basically like, my wife has a plan and I don't know this plan. She knows something I don't. And we were, and that was the only time she even said, I lied to him, like since this whole thing started. And he reflected on his lie to her saying uh, when Aphrodite like splashed the water, um, he goes, the first thing I promised her was that I would protect her. And I've already broken the first promise. (laughs) unintentionally Mm -hmm. so i just i love that katie has been consistent with that in her writing with with the with the dark olympus series
0: yes these are all fantastic points that you're making um the consistency is really enjoyable and it makes you want to reread so i'm really happy that that is something that is just so well done here right The live streaming. The live streaming is great, but it makes me think of Facebook for some reason. Like, specifically, it makes me think of Facebook. I'm just like, um I thought of, like, an Instagram live. I do love that twist. It was like, a 100,000 people and more. Like, you saw you got it on tape, ha-ha. And then, like, the other part was when,
1: you know, when she goes, oh, sorry, I'm going to break that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I'm thinking for a while up until this point, she's going to kill Aphrodite but then the other part of me was like the psyche that we've met and learned about she's the type of person who would think about that and then she would say but then he would carry even no Mm -hmm. matter how much he thinks he's a monster and how much he doesn't like his mother he still loves his mother and he would resent me for that like that's the psyche that like that's what I like to think psyche would have thought so but then when the streaming thing when she like she announced that the whole time I was like, it was right in front of us the entire, every <laughs> the whole time. time. The, the whole, whole time. social media thing. The and that's, whole yeah. Media. I was like, this Duh. is the wrap up to that. It's <laughs> like, Ugh. Uh. Did you, did you think that too? Or was I, Am no, I just, dumb? no, who
0: thinks about live streaming? Like, I guess I'm, I don't know. I don't we know. We get
1: like a whole, like two followers when we like go on Instagram. Yeah. Live. So I was like, no, I, no, it <laughs> never occurred fo- and, to me. No. And even when like there's huge influencers that do go live that I follow, I don't, I don't watch them
0: live. No, I think, it, uh, no, 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 no. Um, did that, that is like more or less the end of the book. Like Zeus, you know, Perseus as Zeus. We don't really talk about him, but he's just kind of like this. I'm sure we're going to get more with him. Uh, But he is engaged to um, Callisto. Callisto. And I'm very excited for that situation because I like Callisto, um, I want to see how she handles that. You like her as the character, or are you familiar with her story? I don't I, know the story. I, well, I like this character, the way that she's portrayed right. here. Okay. Um, Callisto, I, I believe, like I liked her portrayal in Xena, if I believe oh, correctly. Like, she's the blonde, crazy one. I say crazy, but that's how she was portrayed. Or is it Callisto?
1: No, Callisto. Callisto, Zena, warrior princess.
0: Yeah. The blonde? Callisto of Ciro was a major character and villain. There you go. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, no, Xena's wonderful. Um, yeah, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by Xena. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to
1: go down a Xena rabbit hole. Xena
0: rabbit hole. Um, okay, so a big part of the Psyche, Eros, Cupid, um, Psyche you know, myth, is the Beauty and the Beast kind of aspect of it. And Katie gives us that at the very end, like the very end, right before the epilogue. um, We have, look at us, Beauty and the Beast, happily ever after and everything. Maybe fairy tales do exist. You're much prettier than the Beast ever was. and, And yet much more of a beast than he ever could be. It's just it's just great. It's just great. I love the the nod to the original like myth that we get here, but it's also like very tongue in cheek and it's very like if you know you know, and if you don't know, you're like, what? The absolute <laughs> fuck. It is just fantastic. And then um we get the end, which is just like a really nice kind of like um wrap-up of like all the ends that I could think of of the picture on the wall at Um, Demeter's house like a welcome into the family you know finally finally for Eros I say finally it's been like not a lot of time
1: yeah but like finally in like a grander scheme of things that he's never had that even in his because even in his personal like house with Aphrodite the living room was where you entertain guests it's not for a place you know he even said this is very novel like he didn't have any of that growing up so like it was a finally for him to feel inclusive with a family.
0: And Hades is there at that family dinner on Sunday as well. And Eros is like, you know, Hades also didn't have
1: like right. a family.
0: So this is really important. And they give like each other the nod and be like, this is wild. Yeah. He's like, you're better just like sitting in the back. And then we do the dishes. Like- yeah. And it, it's great. And they like, that's how it ends. And then the next one is uh, Wicked Beauty. Uh, which is, uh, Patroclus and Helen and what Zeus? Yeah. When Achilles'
1: mother fell out of fell out of favor in Olympus, he vowed that he'd do whatever it took to claw his family's way back to the inner circle. Now that the former Arius is gone and the coveted role has opened to anyone with the strength to claim it, he and his lover Patroclus plan to comp- both compete and double their odds for the winning. Neither expect the infamous beauty helen to be part of the prize or for the sparks to fly when the three of them reunite after so many years apart so we're definitely got getting like some sort of polyamorous relationship um zeus may have decided helen is his to give away because zeus and helen are siblings because uh patreus is the new zeus but she has her own plans. She enters the competition as a middle finger to the meddling 13, effectively vying for her own hand in marriage. The only people she can trust are the ones she can't keep, she can't quite keep her hands off of. But even they might, uh, even they might not be strong enough to help her face the worst Olympus has thrown at them. So exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. (sighs) It's like June this year. I just, Katie, the talent that she has, she just
0: pumps Pumps everything. Pumps them out. out. Puts them out. Uh, Jess, what do we love here? Tell tell Ep- us everything. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, and I feel like
1: that's just so encompassing. What was your favorite part? Do you ha- like? I know you have like favorite character. I mean, I know you loved. I don't want to say maybe not favorite characters, but like favorite personalities. Like you love like core things of like. Getting shit done. You love that. You love that. And handling and owning your own shit. You're like a big... um, Like, you're a big cheerleader for that. Yeah. And a lot of the characters do that.
0: They all feel like Caps and Virgos. Um, they... I really like the wedding. I like the... I like the Demeter and Psyche, like, kind of acknowledgement. I like, I like the wedding. I like the Hermes is there. I like her dress. We didn't even talk about her wedding dress. I like that whole... <laughs> Kind of that that part, and, and yeah, I just that that was my favorite part. But I think it's like it's such a good it's such a good like inventive kind of I'm gonna say tame kind of story. It's just like, especially since since it is a like we are maybe probably getting multiple people in another relation you know like in the next one so this is just like very like it's very sweet it's like two people you know like together finding themselves and like finding family you know and acceptance and and you know loving all aspects of yourself um with them and it's very sweet and like self-contained i'm excited to see how they how um psyche and eros are like in the fold now, you know, of, like, the power dynamics and how they all kind of work together. Um, I'm excited.
1: And now that you said that, I, I remember I had a question because in the epilogue, it's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of, like, uneasiness. Things aren't really settled because we have a new Zeus that's in power. Aphrodite is out of the picture. Ares Eris, Eris, Eris is dying. Um and so right now, Aphrodite wanted to stir some shit. And she was like, you know what? Eris is my is my heir to this throne. Which I didn't think that I thought. There's a couple things that I'm kind of confused on. I knew the legacy roles, but I didn't think Aphrodite was a legacy role. I thought her role was kind of like how Demeter's was, was Demeter was voted by the people and it's mentioned that that that's probably like one of Aphrodite's like things that she hated against Demeter was like the people wanted her in that role so I knew the legacy roles were you know hereditary but all the other ones were more of like a democrat see I thought it was like a democratic system so the fact that she announced somebody I thought was like that seems out of the political stance but like the that's a different conversation, but like first it was like, okay, so Eris and now Zeus, it's two Cassia, like two people from the Cassius family. But then everyone's so focused on that. I go, well, is nobody realizing that Callisto's a Demetrio and she's the, and she's the Hera? And you have Persephone with Hades where that's another Demetrio's sister. And I just, you have, and then you have Demeter, Demetri. So people are so focused on the Zeus and Aphrodite of it all, where you have the Demetrio girls taking the fuck over, and they're just not a player that nobody is focusing on. And even Helen, even Helen at one point says, Eros is like my brother, you're now my sister.
0: It is funny, though, because it is mentioned that uh, Olympus thinks of them, thinks of that family as, like, social climbers. And at the end of this, you could say that, like, circumstances have painted them as social climbers even though that's like not no because it was
1: always the mother and that was like one of the things that uh that That was the fight about too yeah about them being social climbers but also like eros even said like why didn't you hang out with any of like not the 13 but like the kids of the 13 Mm -hmm. and you know you find more history there because it's it's mentioned in Neon Gods and it's mentioned again here how the girls weren't welcomed. The girls weren't welcomed when they were younger. So they were just like, OK, well, that's fine. We have we have each other. We don't need to be welcomed. And then when we they did try to make friends, you have the fake friends who were talking shit behind Psyche's back. So, you know what? I wouldn't want to fuck with a whole shit ton of people either.
0: And also um, there is there is a little bit of scheming and social climbing there because Demeter does not let up. On the, um, marriage contract shit. And that is kind of what, um, you know, pisses off Psyche. And she's like, no, you're gonna help me here. You're gonna help me or I'm gonna like spew all your shit. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna help you. And she's like, you can
1: help me by calling this shit off. And she still doesn't do it. Yeah. And even, and everybody was still so shocked where Callisto couldn't, she, already was had eros like on her shit list and she was so like seeing red that she didn't even like factor Eros. she was like you're the least you're the least of my problems right now is mom still on this hair shit and she's like i'll fix it you and persephone have been doing it because it's like at what point like and, and but psyche even said she goes if you fucking told me i would have done it like we None of this would be happening right now. But you refuse to tell me your shit. And the same thing happened with Persephone. I mean, Persephone was always going to say no. But you you threw her under the bus there. And Callisto stepping up because they're still, like, babying.
0: Euricity. And, and they say that though. Yeah. They say, like, we, we have been babying Euricity and we probably should not have. Yeah, we probably, at this point, like, we're doing a disservice to yeah, her. Yeah, this because is now no good. Because
1: she's still chilling in the lower city because, like, you know, like, oh, my broken heart, Orpheus. And I was like, did you not? Honey, he was a red flag going into that.
0: Uh, oh, to be young. <laughs> oh to be young right like oh my goodness oh my goodness um obviously we really love this book and would love to talk about it with everybody I right like wait till
1: everybody else starts talking i'm waiting for all the tiktoks and all the all the things because it's going to be so exciting when other people can talk about it
0: i think so i think so Um. Yeah. Just. Just. Absolutely fantastic. And I really do like that we have a physical copy. And there's a map in here. And I like all the things. So. Yeah. That. That's all I really have to say. Nothing. But uh, you know, I had a little criticism, a little bit, a little bit. But
1: I had. I had a criticism, but then I had to. I was a nerd, and I had to look it up. There's this one line. It's only words and Persephone could care less with anyone on this side of the river. And I hate when people say I could care less because it means technically, if you could care less, it means you could care less. The actual expression should be, I could not care less because that means that you would not be able to care less. I just hate when people use that expression. And then I had to look it up and I'm like, am I going crazy? And according to (laughs) Merriam Webster dictionary, it has been fucked up for so long that nobody can get their shit right that now they can be used interchangeably. Really? I like, pissed me off because you're wow. telling me if you're stupid long enough, you can just be like, oh, well, we're just going to change the rules because nobody could say it right the, the first way. So we're just going to use it. Like, that's just. Wow. It's such a small thing. And it's like, I can't criticize the author because she's technically using it the right way and yeah, she's doing it the right way oh no <laughs> but i'm so mad that like that it's changed. but the only reason it's
0: changed and become acceptable is because of that people <laughs> because, are because people are just gonna say it right that is too funny oh my gosh wow I am so glad that bothered you. I'm so glad it bothered you. I'm so glad you looked it up because we have all learned something today. And it is if you persevere long enough. (laughs) It'll be right. You'll be right eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. What a lesson. What a lesson. (laughs)
1: So feel free to follow us on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. We're also on Instagram at Acafe Podcast. Please feel free to leave your five-star reviews on whatever platform you're listening to us. We look forward to the next episode and can't wait to hear what y'all thought
0: of Electric Idol. Yep, Thank you so much for listening. Have the best day. Bye.